This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. We are in a series called Healing Forces. And uh, I'm talking to you about spiritual forces that you can walk in to walk in freedom every day of your life. I could have titled this sermon, Days of Heaven on Earth. Amen? Because God wants us walking days of heaven on earth. He doesn't want us to have stressed out days. He doesn't want us to have fear-filled days. He wants us to have blessed days. Can, can anybody, can I get a witness in the house today? Do, do you believe that? Do you agree with me? Amen? So we're, we're, we are in, a t- uh, in the, the title is Healing Forces. And, you know, the first, the first healing, spiritual healing force that I talked about in the first week is, is a, it's the force of faith. And we're not going to get too far in God unless we walk in some faith. I'm going to say it again. We're not going to move too far in God unless we're walking in, in faith. And faith is actually boiled down to believing and acting. If, if you want to boil down faith... It's believing, believing his word, and acting Amen. on his word. So two, side, two sides of the coin. One is believing and one is action. Without action, there's no faith. Amen. Without believing, there's no action. So you must believe and then you act. You believed, you know, that you were going to receive something, that God had something for you this morning, and that's why you're here. Amen? And so, so, so believing and acting. One of my favorite scriptures on believing and acting to, you know, walk in the blessed life, to walk in a uh, fear-free day and to be totally free is Isaiah. I love this. In Isaiah 119, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. See, this is talking about faith. Now, I'm just, I'm giving you a small little tidbit on each one of my uh, spiritual forces that you need to walk in, just to remind you, amen? Just, just a recap, and then we'll go into my third spiritual force, which I think you're going to be blessed. But again, faith is believing and acting. So here in Isaiah, God is saying, if you are willing and obedient. Somebody say willing. willing. Somebody say obedient. obedient. It says willingness has to do with a heart attitude. So our, our willingness is a heart attitude uh, that, that, that whatever we do for God, it's going to end up being good. It's going to end up being blessed. Whatever we, whatever we serve God, wherever we give, whatever we do for the glory of the kingdom, God will bless us. you believe that today? And so it's the willing and it's the obedient that eat the good of the land. So you got to trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen? Anybody? Trust and obey. <laughs> Amen? For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen? And so we need a, we need a that's another word for faith is trusting God. Amen? Number two, if we're going to walk in, can I get out of my seat this morning? If we're going to walk in, Glory to God. 
uh, the grace of God. If grace is going to be, see, it's all about walking in God's grace. And I don't know about you, but I need God's grace to be full throttled in my life. I don't want to hinder. Does anybody want to hinder the grace of God? The Bible says that we can actually frustrate the grace of God. That means that we can actually hinder God from doing something good in our lives. Can we hinder God? Well, the Bible says that the Israelites hindered God. See, God wanted the Israelites in the promised land, uh, you know, within that first year that they came into the wilderness. Remember that? He wanted them in the promised land. He didn't want to wait 40 years. But then they complained. Then they said they couldn't take the land. And then God said, because you complained and because you said you couldn't take the land, uh, then, you know, then you're going to stay in the land for 40 years. I don't want to be in my land of misery for 40 years. No, I, I, I want to maybe go through the valley. We, we don't camp in the valleys. Don't camp in your valley. Amen. No, we move through our valleys to the mountaintops. Amen. And so, and so, and so number two is the force of love. If you're going to walk in this abundant life, uh, uh, the greatest motivational force that we can walk in, in the universe is, is God's love. Look at your name and say, walk in love. So this boils down to loving God and loving people. Last week I talked to you about this. And if you didn't, if you weren't here last week, uh, check out that message. I believe you will be blessed by that message. But love is boiled down in, I I see it in two categories. Uh, Love is boiled down in giving and forgiving. Can can I get a witness in the house today? So if you're you're a lover, somebody say, I'm a lover and not a fighter. No, I'm kidding. But... uh, if you're a lover, you got to be a fighter. Amen. You got to fight for for the love that you walk in. Amen. Uh, so so if you're if you're going to walk in love towards God and people, you have to give, be giving and forgiving. And that that's what we need to do is for God so loved the world that he gave and that for God so loved the world that he forgave. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And so I love that because. I'm going to say this today. If you are in Jesus, if you receive Jesus, your sins are forgiven. You're innocent people. God's, can I say this? God's not holding anything against you this morning. In other words, God is for you. In other words, he took the breach or the wall that separated us from his love. That wall was sin. And Jesus broke the power of sin in our lives. You might say, well, I beg to differ, Pastor. I, I'm, I still got some sin in my life. Not for long if you keep staying in Exceed Life Church. Because you can't stay in sin and, 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 and not have the sun affect you. The, you, you. You come to church, the sun will affect the sin in your life. Can I get a witness in the house today? And pretty soon you won't be able to sin. Amen. Amen. You won't be able to go in the wrong direction. Can I get a witness in the house today? So, so today I'm going to talk to you about another spiritual force. We're talking about freedom. 
We're talking about walking in the abundant life. We're talking about days of heaven on earth. Glory to God. And so the third spiritual force that you have to walk in to walk in freedom from disease, to walk in freedom from anything that may be binding you up, it's the spiritual force of peace. I know some of you knew where I was going today. I knew some, some of you already was reading me. It's the spiritual force of peace. The world that we live in, the, the, this, this natural world that we live in, uh, it's a world that's full of sadness. It's full of worry. It's full of fear. It's full of problems. Have you noticed that we live in a world that has problems? We live in a world that doesn't, everything doesn't work right. We live in a world that's sad. I mean, think about this. Whenever you turn on the news, is it good news or bad news? It's always something bad going on. Is that right? I thank God when I open my Bible or when I'm preaching to you, I'm giving you some good news. Amen. It's good news. What's the good news is? You don't have to stay in your problem. The good news is you can come out of your issues. The good news is you can become more like Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want to become more like Jesus. Somebody say more like Jesus. Amen. And I believe that we can become more like Jesus. So we don't need to allow the world that we live in to cause us to lose our peace. The force of peace that God gives us is greater than the turmoil that is in this world. God's peace is a gift we as Christians can walk in every day of our life. To keep this peace, we must believe that God is with us and he can help us with anything in our lives. Confess this today. God is with me today. He is helping me To overcome every situation in my life. Glory to God. Some of you got to start believing that. See, you know you're not believing that God is with you and that he's not helping you if you're talking about your problems. There is a place to talk about it. That's in prayer. Amen. But it's only briefly in prayer because you need to start talking to God about his promises. In other words, the Bible doesn't say bring your... Your problems, yes, you can bring your problems to God, but you leave them at the altar. Amen. Then you pick up his promise and his promise gives you the faith to live a positive attitude that day. Glory to God. I'm going to say this. If you're going to make it, you make it one day at a time. You don't make, you don't, you don't, it's not like, oh man, can I make it this year? No, just make it today. Don't, don't be saying things like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to hold out to the end of the year. You, you're going to just hold out to the end of the day. Amen. Right? If you can make it that day, guess what? Tomorrow, His mercies are renewed every morning. So, so tomorrow is a fresh day. That means you start fresh every day. So all you do is live your faith on a daily basis, not on a yearly, not if I, I don't know if I'm going to make it by the end of this year or by the end of this month. No, you just make it today. Make this day your heavenly day. Make this day your best day. You can have your best day today. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? 
And so, and so we need to do that. So God is with us. We got to believe that. A great example of this, if you're going to walk, uh, 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 because the enemy's attacking. What does he attack us with? The number one thing the devil attacks us with is fear. He's trying to get us worried. He's trying to get us upset. Anybody ever been upset in here? Man, I, I was like, I came from the gym last night. And, uh, and uh, uh, I was like looking for my phone. And I said, man, and I, miss, I have two phones. And uh, one for uh, 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 my side business that I do with, with Amazon. So, and this is an important phone. And that was missing. And I was like, where's my phone at? And I prayed and I thought, man, I said, calm down, calm down, calm down. Because, you know, whenever you lose something, you ever lost anything or you ever misplaced anything. And, and, and then all of a sudden you start losing your peace. Yeah, like, like, where's my keys? And you're running late. <laughs> and you're trying to get out of the house. Of course, that, Michael never loses his keys. He said, Pastor, I have a place where I put my keys at. When I walk in the house, I put it right on that clip. Gloria, is that right? My, he said, yep, that's right, right? And so, and so, so but, but sometimes I'm one of these guys that kind of throw my stuff down. And I don't think about it. Anybody like that? And then, then I got to pray. And ask God, God, help me find my stuff. Has anybody been there? And I was like, what? And I think, where it could be? I said, well, well, retrace your steps. Always retrace your steps. I said, well, the last place I was at the gym. So I drove all the way back to the gym, you know, about 90 miles an hour. And, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're sweating bullets, trying to get back there because you don't want to lose a $300 phone. And I, and I went, I went back to my workout machine that I was at and there it was. Thank God. Amen. You know what? The peace flooded in. <laughs> it's funny when you find stuff, peace floods in. <laughs> Have you, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's like, man, you're at a panic when you're missing something. But when you find it, all of a sudden, man, I feel good, man. I feel great. And, and man, I had that phone because, you know, you're thinking, oh, somebody's going to come in. They're going to take that phone. You know, they're going to be on that machine. Glory to God. Or they're going to find but God is good. God will help you find things. Amen. And so, so one of these, a great scripture, whenever you're encountering, because sometimes uh, we have things that we have to do. And sometimes the things that we have to do in this life, sometimes we are afraid to do them. Have you ever been fearful in trying to tackle something new that you've never done before? Have you ever been there? And, and you're kind of nervous about it. I, I'm going to just say, just do it nervous. Just, just do it scared, glory to God. And God will uh, help you. But this is a great scripture that will help us today. It says here, I can do, and it's a good scripture to memorize. When you're dealing with fear of, of trying to do something, uh, and you don't have peace about it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You need to say that. I can say that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, if you start confessing scriptures like that, see, the enemy's constantly working on us. He's telling us that we're nothing, that we have nothing, and that we can do nothing. That's how the devil talks. He says, you're not making a difference. You, there, nobody cares about you. You know, the devil, he talks to me like that. And you got you to shut him down. 
or you're not going to be able to do this, what you're believing God for. No, I can. Somebody say, I can. Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, see, I believe the little engine that could got a revelation of this scripture. Remember the little engine that could? Remember he was a little engine, he had to go up the hill. He said, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. You just got to start saying, I think I can. I think I can. And then I know I can. I know I can. Oh, I can. Amen. Glory to God. Philippians, I love this, the Amplified says it this way. Listen up, this is powerful. It says here, it's good sometimes to, to read the Amplified Version. It's good to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But, but, but I love the way the Amplified, you know, uh, uh, amplifies it out. It says, I can do all things which he called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Come on, that's powerful. That's powerful. I love that. I love that. Can I, can I read that one more time? Because it just makes me happy. Amen. I, I love reading the scripture. It says, he says here, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me. God empowers us. Amen. To fulfill his purpose, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. We are infused with inner strength and confidence peace. I love that. Because what is the devil doing when he's trying to get us nervous? He's trying to attack our confidence in God. Right? But you got to keep your confidence in God. That God is with you. He's for you. He will help you in whatever you need help with. You're not in it by yourself. To walk in the force of peace, we need to believe that God is with us and he can help us in everything, no matter what the difficulty can be. Sometimes fear and worry will try to dominate us. Knowing that God is helping us will, will, will cause us to have the boldness to move forward in what God is showing us and telling us to do. Amen? I love this great passage because I was, you know, I dealt with fears before and you know, one of my fears, and you probably wouldn't believe it, was public speaking. What? What, Pastor? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, public talking in front of a group. I was nervous. They say the number one fear is not death. Most people say, oh, death is the number one fear in America. The number one fear in America is public speaking. <laughs> Amen? It's speaking in front of, it's, 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 it's being in front of a public and speaking. People get fearful because all eyes are on you. <laughs> I got to be careful I don't scratch my ear while I'm talking to you. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying today? I be careful that I, got, that I don't have anything hanging out of my nose. Amen. That my zipper's pulled up, glory to God today. Amen. <laughs> I've been up here with my zipper's been down. I thought it was drafty. So, you know. Uh, you know, are you hear what I say today? So, so you, sometimes it can make you nervous that people are watching you. Amen. Amen. But thank God, Pastor David overcome that fear. Why? Because God is with me. 
glory to God. He's, I'm not up here by myself. So I love that. So, so you're not doing life. Can I say this to you this morning? You're not doing life by yourself. You're not doing life by yourself. And I, can, I, can I put this on the negative side? You're not doing sin by, your, by yourself. There's always somebody with you in sin. And you may say, well, I'm not sinning with another person. The devil. The devil is with you in sin. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you don't sin alone and you don't walk in God alone. God is with you when you're walking righteous. But when we're walking unrighteously, the devil is trying to walk with us. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And I'm not going to walk with that guy. Amen. I'm not going to be like that guy. That, that low-level devil that lost his dominion, lost his anointing. And guess who has his anointing? He was the anointed cherub. Uh, he was the archangel. He fell from his position. He was the anointed cherub. Guess who's the anointed people of God? Us. We have the devil's anointing. And he's jealous of us. Because God was with him at one time. But now God's against him because he's against God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this. We were against God at one time. But we're not against God anymore. I'm going to say again. You're not against God. You're for God. And if you're for God, guess what? God is for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? If If you're doing everything you know to do what's right, then God's grace is resting on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You're here this morning because God's grace drew you into this place so that you can hear a word that would encourage you that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So when I was dealing with fear, I was dealing with fear about ministering. And, and, uh, and we had a, uh, this was back when I was in Bible school days many years ago. And, I, and we, we had a preaching workshop and we had people that we ministered like maybe a 10-minute message in front of. And I had to do my 10-minute message that day in a house meeting. And I was petrified. Have you ever been afraid to do anything? And then the Holy Spirit gave me this scripture. It's in, in Isaiah 41, 9, 10. And this scripture really settled me. And by the way, I did well that night on that 10-minute preaching. Amen. I didn't go, hi, 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 Amen on that. Amen. Some people go, hi, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, Okay. Um, anyway, so it says here in Isaiah 41, 9 and 10, it says, You whom I've taken from the ends of the earth, I've called from the furthest regions. I said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I have not cast you away. I'm going to say this. God has chosen you and he has not cast you away. Somebody say I'm chosen. I'm not a castaway. I love that. And then he says here, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love that. I love that. So so he's saying, the Lord is saying, fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed, 
for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. I love that. He will strengthen us. He will help us. He will uphold us with his righteous right hand. How powerful is God's righteous right hand? And if God is lifting us up, who can bring us down? Nobody. If God is keeping us, see, I'm going to say this to you today. You're not keeping yourself. You think that you're keeping yourself. Oh, man, I'm keeping myself. No, no, God is keeping you. God is keeping you steady when you want to run, when you want to jump on that Harley and, and ride to Mexico to be free again. Amen? Are you hear what I'm saying today? God is keeping you. He is keeping you. Say, God's keeping me. With his righteous right hand. So I, let me give you some keys this morning. Let me give you some keys that will help you walk in supernatural peace. Because I want to say this, that the subject I'm talking about this morning of walking in peace, sometimes that's hard to do. It's not an easy thing to walk in peace. Why? Because we got circumstances, situations that we're dealing with. We got bad reports. We got, we got financial issues. We got health issues. We got, we got things coming against us. It's not easy walking in peace all the time. Like when I lost my phone last night. I was like, I was kind of like, I got to get, I got to figure out where my phone's at. Amen. But when I found it, peace like a river, glory to God. And so, and so the first key of walking in the peace of God, which is a spiritual force, God's peace will always focuses where, uh, let me say this again. We need to, if we're going to walk in the peace of God, we need to focus on not where we're at, but where we are going. Okay. This, you, this may be worth you coming out just this one point right here. Stop focusing on today and start focusing on where you're, being, where you're going to be at tomorrow. Amen. Stop focusing, oh, I, I, I'm in a place where I don't want to be. Start focusing on you're going to be in a place that you want to be. Amen. You might not be in a place right now where you want to be, but you start believing God and you will be in a place that you need to be. Amen. See, I was in a, an apartment back in Oklahoma when I was going to Bible school and the apartment was fine, but I wanted a house. And so what I, I didn't focus on me being in an apartment. I focused on me being in a house. See, I, I put my focus out there. When my focus is in the future of what I'm believing God for, then I'm not miserable in where I'm at today. See, some of us are too focused on where we're at today. That's why we're miserable in our state. No, you need to be focused on where you're going to be at tomorrow. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I know that I'm moving forward in every area of my life. My health, my finances, my relationships, they're all going up. And they're all going up for you, too. You say, well, I'm having a tough time. Hey, you stay in God, you're going to have less tough times. Amen. Tough times won't last, but tough people will. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Tough times won't last. It's a, it's a, it's a saying from Robert Schuller. Tough times won't last, but tough people will. Amen. Amen. And you get tough when you're in the wilderness. 
Like I always say, warriors are made in wildernesses. Amen? So peace always looks ahead and never looks back. God's peace focuses on the end and not the beginning. I love what it says in Philippians 1.6. It says, being confident in this very thing, he who begun a good work in you will complete it into the day of Christ. I love this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, yes, the beginning of our faith might be shaky, but at the end, God will complete it. Though the vision tarries, wait for it. It will surely come to pass. Though the vision tarries, that, am I ever going to have my own house? Yes. Am I ever going to be able to get a, buy a brand new car? Yes. You've got to start believing it. That you can. Yes, you can. Amen. Will I ever have a good relationship with my spouse? Yes. God's working it out. Will this church explode with growth? Yes. It's happening already. You just got to believe it. Will my bank account ever have a million dollars in it? Yes and amen, yes. (laughs) Come on. Would you be opposed if God gave you a million dollars? You wouldn't be opposed to it. It wouldn't make you nervous. Somebody says, I don't want God to give me money. I might just go away from God. Then he's never going to give you any money. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to go, with God, go away from God. You're going to stay in God because you're going to be so thankful that he has blessed you. The blessing should bring you closer to God and not move you away from God. Amen? Amen. And I love this because Jesus was talking about focus. And we, talked, we had a series on this, but he talked about that where your focus is at, that's where your faith is at. And if you're focused in believing for the end result that it's going to happen, then you're going to be positive and you're going to be happy in the process. See, see, God wants us happy in the process. He doesn't want us miss. See, see, it's it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's not the destination. Oh, man, once I get here, I'm going to be happy. You better be happy now before you get there. Because once you get there and then you got it, then what, then what you got? <laughs> now I'm happy. No, no, you, got, you better be happy now, regardless of what it looks like today. Amen? And so being confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work is great. But Jesus said it this way. He said it in John 14, when his disciples were nervous about Jesus saying, I'm going back to heaven. You guys are, are you know, but, but don't worry about it because I'm sending the Holy Spirit. You guys will not be on your own. See, that's what Jesus said to his disciples. You're not going to be on your own. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He's going to empower you. He'll be with you. He's going to help you do all things through Christ who strengthens you. They were worried because Jesus was going to go to heaven and they weren't going to have Jesus anymore. But Jesus was doing something better. He was giving them the Holy Spirit to empower them. Say, somebody say, I have the Holy Spirit. He leads me and guides me. Into all truth. Glory to God. And so Jesus said this. He said, let not, in John 1, 14, 1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. 
that where I am, that you may be also. So what Jesus did was he said, listen, he said, listen, guys, listen, disciples, listen, don't be focused on this present situation where you're at. Start focusing on where you're going. See, 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 pretty soon in the sweet by and by, you're going to be heaven. You're going to be in heaven. You're going to be in your mansions. You're going to be walking streets of gold. This life is just a vapor. We're only here for a moment. We're here today and gone tomorrow. Glory to God. It's it it goes by this fast. This year is almost over. And I can't believe I blink and it's like we're almost Christmas is almost here. Can you believe it? And the older you get, the faster it goes. Is that true? The older you get, the faster. Any any older, I don't want to say old people. I want to be politically correct, you know. Any old people here? (laughs) <laughs> no, there, we don't have any old people. We have we we have patriarchs. <laughs> I like to say any older people. That's better. Older. I'm, I, older people are called elders. So I'm going I'm going to just call the older people in here elders. Amen. And and, and and so and so and so 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 even though li- life is going by faster than we can we can handle it. It's already, I mean, it's amazing. So, so Jesus is saying, don't let your heart be troubled. Focus on the end because the end, your end is going to be greater than your beginning, as one Bible scripture says. And then Jesus gives us this promise. He says that in, in John 14, 27, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So we see here that Jesus can give us his peace. And his peace will transcend any peace that the world will give you. See, the world will try to give you peace, but they want to give you peace through entertainment. Is that right? They want to try to give you peace through drugs and alcohol. Right? Is that right? That's how the world works it, right? Drugs, alcohol, partying. Partying won't bring you peace. It might bring you a lot of misery. You see, in, in the early 1900s, they had the Roaring Twenties. And that's when they, they were all doing this deal. You know, the cha-cha and the, all these dances. The Roaring Twenties. They were partying. But what happened in the 30s? The Great Depression. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties, they were all partying, but then the Great Depression hit. Amen. And I'm telling you, sin... Is, is good for a season. It's, it's pleasurable for a season, the Bible says. But at the end, what will happen at the end? Death. Death comes always at the end of sin. Glory to God. So, so we want to make sure that. So, so the, the promise is peace. The, the peace that God gives us, the world can't give it to us. Amen. And the world can't take it away. Jesus' peace gives us a supernatural peace. This peace is better again than the peace of the world. Jesus tells us not to be afraid. And he said, do not be afraid. Do not be disheartened. If Jesus tells us not to be afraid, then we have the power not to be afraid. If Jesus tells us that we can do something, then we can do it. 
Amen. He wouldn't tell us to do something that we cannot do. If you're dealing with fear, another great scripture is this one. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. Think about that. We need to start confessing scriptures like this when worry and fear start trying to attack our life because what worry and fear does, it gets us out of faith. And faith is the only way you're going to walk in the grace. And if you're out of faith, then, you're, then the grace of God is low over your life. If you're walking in fear, then that's when the devil is playing heyday in your lives. So, so, so the second key we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta move into is the second key is uh, is to stir up the gift of faith that's in you. In Timothy, uh, it says here, therefore, Second uh, Timothy one six. Therefore, I remind you. Talk, uh, Paul was talking to Timothy. He was a little nervous about pastoring this church. He says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of hands. So if you're going to walk in the peace of God, you got to stir it up. You got to stir up your faith. And you might be asking me today, what does that mean? Stir up your faith. What does that mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. In Ephesians 5, 18, 20, it says here that, that what the world is trying to do is they're trying to get peace through, through, through alcohol. So it says, do not be drunk with wine. Ephesians 5, 18, do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. Okay, I'm talking about stirring yourself up. You've got to be filled with the Spirit. What, how do you be filled with the Spirit? Speak into yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, so this, is, this is the key. If you're speaking psalms, you're confessing Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil. Amen. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. How do you know that by heart? Because I've said it thousands of times when I'm under pressure. And when you're under pressure, you better start speaking the word of God. And you better start speaking it over and over and over until it starts to take. And pretty soon you, got, you don't got to care in the world. Can I get a witness in the, in the house today? So, 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 so what do we need to do? If you're dealing with stress today, put on some praise and worship. Get an anointed drummer, anointed piano player. Get, get, get a team of singers, glory to God. Come into worship. Start praising God. Start making a joyful noise, glory to God. Start worshiping God. I'm telling you, you start worshiping God, giving God some praise, what happens? You're, keep, you're magnifying the bigness of God. You're making God bigger than the problem you're dealing with. And when God becomes so big in your life, then it doesn't matter how big the Goliath is. The Goliath is always a lot smaller than God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever that Goliath is, that Goliath was big, but God was bigger. 
See, the Goliath thought he had something going on, but he didn't have anything. David had it all going on. Because he had the anointing of God on his life. He trusted God, and he put his trust and belief that God was going to deliver the, the, the Goliath into his hands. And, and David taught us how to get ahead in life. He taught us how to get ahead in life. Remember, he cut off Goliath's head with, with Goliath's own sword. Come on! And I'm telling you, I'm putting a sword in your hands this morning. And you're going to cut the head off of, of doubt and unbelief and fear. You're cutting the head off of that with, with, with the devil's own sword. Glory to God. So, so we have to, you know, these keys, we have to stir up the gift of God in our life. Number three, if you're going to walk in the peace of God, you have to trust God no matter what. What, what if they leave me? God's going to bring somebody better. <clears throat> Are you hearing what I'm saying? What if, what if that, you know, the fear of people leaving you, God's going to bring somebody better then. I'm not worried about it. See, whatever you worry about brings that issue into life. If you're worried about somebody leaving, they probably will end up leaving. But if you don't worry about it, they're not going. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That, that's the way it is. You just don't worry about it. Fear brings in the negative in your life. It actually is a self-fulfilling prophecy. See, Job was under attack in the Bible. Job was under attack by the devil. And Job said, the very thing I feared came upon me. The very thing he feared came upon him. But what if, what if you start believing the very good thing that might come on you? Like a new house. A million dollars in your bank account? That could happen. Could it happen? Could it happen for you? Could it happen for the pastor? Amen. Glory to God. I was, I was like, Lord, if a million dollars in my, my account, that means I could t- tick a lot of people off on Sunday morning and not even worry about it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Amen. And, uh, and so trust God. Say this, trust God, no matter what. So sometimes we put our trust, unfortunately, when we're in this walk, we can put our trust in temporary things. And those things are retirement account. Can you, sometimes we can put our trust in that. Our job, sometimes we can put our trust in that, right? Uh, our, our house, where we're living at, sometimes we can put our... No, you better put your trust in God. The devil will try to get us focused on trusting other things. Again, medication can help us, but God is your healer. Money can help you, but God can do a miracle beyond what money can do. People can can help you as well, but don't put your trust in people. Amen. Amen? They may have good advice, but God has better wisdom for you. Some of my favorite scriptures in trusting God is some trust in chariots, Psalms 27, some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. I was going to have them sing that song. I think we have a song similar to that. Amen. Uh, Psalms 20, uh, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with some of your heart and lean not on. Yes, trust the Lord with all of your heart. 
Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. So you've got to acknowledge God in all your ways. In other words, like I said one time a couple weeks back, maybe a month ago, time flies by so quick, that you need to start praying that God orders your steps. When you get up in the morning, Lord, order my steps, direct my paths, show me what I need to do today. And if it's Sunday morning, it's always go to Exceed Life Church. You don't even have to pray about that one. Amen. Amen. My mom likes that. She's one of my my best best, uh, ameners. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I'm glad mom's here. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for mom. She prayed me in. Mom is amazing. Amen. The, you know, the faith of Eunice and, and what, what, that came on Timothy. My mom has faith and th- I'm trying to get some. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, Psalms 118 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princesses. So this is powerful because sometimes, you know, the enemy will try to work on pastors and say, well, what if this person doesn't show up? You know, they're, they're a good giver. What if they end up leaving the church or whatever? My faith and confidence is not in people. My faith and confidence is in God. If God can't keep this work going, then I need to go sell some jewelry. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But God's in this thing. He's been in it for years and years, since, since 2005. Since 1986, when the church was, was started, Back in 1986, I got saved in 1986. I didn't start the church in 86. Joe, Pastor Joe and Ann Warren started church in 1986. I just took it over in 2005. That's going on almost, man, we're going to have to have a 20-year anniversary. Glory to God, hoop it up and put some, some crystal balls or something rolling around in here. Amen. We're going to have to have a party, glory to God, on the 20th year. Glory to God. But listen, we're still going. And we still got pillars in this church. People that has been here for years and years. And I call them pillars in the church. What, what, what are pillars? People that are keeping the church solid. They're financially back in the church, keeping the church rolling, glory to God. I thank God for my pillars, amen? I thank God for them, amen? My mom's one of them. Shirley's one of them, glory to God. Sharon and Glenn, pillars in the church. Larry, he's a new pillar. He hadn't been here that long, but I consider him a pillar in the church. Glory to God. The newness is glory to God. Sereda, pillars that's keeping our church moving forward. Letty and Tony, glory to God. Pillars. Somebody say, I'm a pillar. pillar. Glory to God. You're a pillar in the church. So it's better to trust in the Lord than to put cost in man. Number four uh, key is to cast your cares on the Lord. I'm trying to close this down. If we're going to walk in the, the faith of God, amen, we have to believe God. If we're going to walk in the peace of God, we have to focus on the future. We have to stir up the gift. We have to trust God no matter what. And we have to cast our cares on the Lord. This is not the easiest thing in the world to cast your cares on the Lord. Peter says, therefore, humble yourself, 1 Peter 5, 6, under the mighty hand of God that you may be exalted in due time. So humility is putting yourself under God so he will raise you up in due time, casting some of your cares 
Thank you. Casting all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings and experience by your brotherhood is in the world. So, so what you're going to have to do when fear and worry comes against you, you're going to have to resist it. You're going to have to say, no, I'm not going to get worried in this area. I'm not going to allow fear to control me. See, fear will lock you down. There's people that are still locked down from, from, from uh, the pandemic, the, the lockdowns on the pandemic. There's, there, there's a, a, lots of people that's not even coming back to church. Once they close down the churches, they don't even... There are some pastors that never opened their church back up. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Lord, have mercy on their souls. Amen? And First Peter is saying, humble yourself, casting all your care on him. The Amplified says it this way, casting your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. So, so God is, cares about us. The first thing the devil will do when we're encountering a problem or issue, try and bring fear on us, it makes us doubt God's ability to help us. And we can't allow that to happen in our lives. I love what it says in Philippians 4, 6, and 8. It says, be anxious for nothing. Somebody say, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. In everything? Prayer and supplication. And thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. So what I'm saying to you today You've got to get the right mindset to walk in the peace of God. And when your mindset is on the word of God, when you're believing that he is your shepherd and you shall not lack for any good thing. The Bible says the lions do suffer hunger, but they who seek God shall lack for nothing. And I'm saying this to you this morning. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God, and faith in God produces peace like a river. And when you're walking in that peace, you're not, listen, you're not going broke, glory to God. Quit thinking like that. No, God is going to turn your captivity around. God's turning it around even as I speak to you today because you're going to start believing and God's going to start showing you what to do to make the right moves to move you forward in this life. The fifth key is to always obey your conscience. Do the right things before God and before people. See, when you're living right, man, you're going to have the peace of God in your life. When you're not living right, you're going to have, your neck's going to be a little crooked. Kinked. Why well, I mean that? Because you're always looking behind your shoulder. And you'll be walking like this. I always know when somebody's in sin in my church. Because they come in, hi, pastor, and their neck is like this. Why? They've been looking over their shoulder. Because, you know, you're, you're looking around. Why are you looking around? Because you don't want nobody to see you. You know, when, when you're going through the yellow light, you look around. <laughs> right through it, right? 
you look in a rearview mirror, make sure there's not a police officer behind you. Amen. And so, and so what is what is Proverbs? I'm closing down. Proverbs says the wicked flee when no one pursues. Think about that. The wicked flee when no one can can I just can I say the the, the Christian that walks in sin flees when no one pursues, but the righteous is bold as a lion. So when you're walking upright before God, it's going to produce boldness. And when you have boldness, I'm talking to you today, you're not going to have any fear. And when you don't have any fear, you're going to walk in the fullness, full throttle grace, the full blessings of God in your life. I like what it says in Proverbs, and I'm closing down here. It says, keep your heart with all diligence. Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, or guard your heart. For out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. And you may say, well, what are perverse lips? That's speaking negative. Put those perverse lips far from you. Guard your heart because when you guard your heart, the the devil will tell you you're not going to make it. You're going down. It's not going to work. And all this, you you better not be speaking this. You better start, you better guard that, guard your heart. You, you guard it by guarding what you think on. And then he said, put away from you a deceitful mouth, but put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids right before you. And I like what the last part of it says, do not turn to the right or left. Remove your foot from evil. And so if you're going to walk in full throttle peace, you're going to have to focus on the future. You're going to have to stir up the gift. You're going to have to trust God no matter what. And you're going to have to obey your conscience. And when you're doing these four keys, you're going to walk in full throttle peace. And when you have that peace, you have that love, you have that faith, you're walking in days of heaven on earth. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you. Oh, that you're bringing us out of doubt and unbelief out of fear, into faith. I thank you, Lord God, that we can handle anything because you're with us. And perhaps you're here in the audience or perhaps you're listening or watching me and you know you need to bow your knee to Jesus, that you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life. That is the first key in walking in the peace of God. And God can give you that peace that surpasses all understanding. So if you're ready to receive the Prince of Peace, Say this after me and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe Jesus was raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with the fullness of your peace and your joy, and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.